You're listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, where the discussion focuses on how to maximize Social Security benefits. Considering there are 567 ways to file and 3,000 rules for filing, it's no wonder that 90% of those who file for Social Security do not receive their maximum benefits. Listen in as Philip Wilson, who is certified in Social Security claiming strategies, outlines what you need to know to get the most from your Social Security benefits. Welcome to the show. Today I want to begin a new series, deviate a little bit from what we've been talking about the last few weeks. We've been talking about Social Security, the decision of when and how you file for Social Security and how important it is, this concept of lifetime income, how important that is to the people going through retirement right now. Uh, This generation will be living longer in retirement than they are working. And together with all the different issues of rising medical costs, people living longer, pensions being cut back, all these different factors, lifetime income is absolutely vital. So we've been talking about that and talking about Social Security, uh, Social Security being the largest source of lifetime income that most people have in their life, uh, and really the only source of lifetime income, now that pensions are really not uh, very well uh, very well done by the employers and phased out. Um, another statement that I was talking about is that 90% of people filing for Social Security do not receive their maximum benefits. So we've been talking about that and talking about the mistakes, the 3,000 filing rules, the 500 different ways to file. And if you missed any of that, you can go to our website. Uh, We actually have the actual broadcast on there. You can listen to the different episodes, the different filing strategies, take advantage of that. Our website is ssmistakes.com ssmistakes.com. But today I want to shift to another topic, and I want to shift to the topic of college. And this is also one of the favorite uh, areas that I really enjoy teaching on. Uh, It's also an area very similar to Social Security that it's all self-taught. Very early on in my career, I was not aware of the rules associated with um, different ways that you can reduce college, financial aid, and so forth. I went to college, struggled through that, uh, struggled to pay for that, got out, and actually found out about a lot of these rules. Uh, there, was, there wasn't any kind of teaching that was involved. I, it was just something that I began to learn about and decided to learn more about it to help my clients. Um, it's all self-taught, just like the Social Security area. There's not a lot of people out there talking about it. You don't find it in continuing education classes in my business. Um, it's unfortunate because I wish more people knew that. Um, college is a big one. It's an important one. It's actually the largest expense that we ever have for our children. And next to the purchase of a home, it's the largest expense that we have in our lifetime. Um, so really what I want to focus on over the next weeks uh, is basically this process of college. Uh, how do we go about selecting How do we decide where to go to school? How do we determine the most affordable place to go to school? What are ways that we can reduce the out-of-pocket cost through the assistance that's out there, such as financial aid? Um, And I will, as a side note, whenever I do talk about this this topic, I do find a little bit of pushback from parents. And I just kind of want to get that out of the way a little bit initially. Um, whenever I bring up the topic of financial assistance, I will have some parents who automatically think it's not going to benefit them. They think that 
they make too much money, they have too many assets, that type of information is not going to be helpful for them. And I just kind of want to address that up front. Um, in 30 years of helping parents plan and pay for college, I've actually never seen a situation that that was true. I've actually never seen a situation that parents were not able to obtain some kind of assistance. Obviously, some parents uh, will obtain more than others. Uh, everybody has a different situation, and based on their income, based on their assets, they're going to be available. More assistance or less assistance is going to be available. And I get that, but I've actually never seen a situation that somebody didn't qualify for something. So I just kind of say that up front because I just don't want people to be closed-minded with this. And, and what I usually respond to the parents is that if you think that way, you're really doing an injustice to your children. You're really doing an injustice to your student because you need to be open-minded uh, about assistance because there's a lot of assistance out there. There's a lot of different ways that you can uh, obtain that and lower the cost of this college as well as open up a, wholly, uh, a totally different world of different colleges for the student, which is going to be a big emphasis of what we talk about. But over 30 years, I, I have never seen a situation that uh, someone did not qualify for something. Uh, people also sometimes, sometimes think that what they're going to qualify for is not worth the effort. Uh, that's not true either. Um, I in my opinion, I've never seen a situation that what people did qualify for did not justify the time involved, and there is time involved. I know there's paperwork. It can be a very frustrating process. But, I, but again, I've just never seen a situation that that wasn't worth it for your children. And I just want to encourage the parents to be open-minded about that, recognize um, the importance of the decision with their children, and, and that their involvement will pay off. Um, now, the other thing that I want to just, as an introduction, just kind of bring out is what we're really going to talk about, uh, in particular with financial aid. Um, a lot of people are a little bit misled in this area. They think that the assistance that's out there for college is primarily through scholarships. And scholarships are out there. There's a lot of emphasis that parents put on scholarships, obtaining scholarships and so forth. But that's not generally what I teach on. It is a part of the process of college planning and reducing the cost, but scholarships only count 1% of the assistance that's out there. 70% of the assistance that's out there for college actually comes from the federal government, and that's what we're going to focus on. So I just really want to address up front, because I know a lot of parents I hear uh, when I talk to parents about their college uh, savings plans and how they're going to help their children, they'll tell me they're praying for a scholarship. Well, that's not a very fruitful thing since it's only 1%. Um, 70% of the aid comes from the federal government. The rest of it comes from the college, which we're also going to talk about as well. So the things that we're going to talk about today and over the next week account for 99% of the assistance that's out there for financial aid. 99% uh, of the ways that, that they, can, they can obtain money to reduce the cost of college. Um, so I just kind of want to mention that first because I know some people kind of emphasize the scholarships. Um, that's one of the things that I get very frustrated with because I do see a lot of different seminars out there uh, trying to help parents. My, my son is in that age group. 
I see what the schools put out, I see what the libraries put out, and scholarships is a big emphasis. And it just not it it it's important, but it's just not really the most fruitful use of your time with respect to this. Um, just to begin, I also want to just kind of give you something that I always try to mention whenever I teach on this, and and that is that the people who receive the most aid, the most financial aid, the people who receive the most financial aid, and pay the least amount of least amount for college, are not those with the greatest need. The people who receive the most aid and pay the least amount of money for college are not the ones in the greatest need. They're the ones that understand the process. And the, and the way that I like to describe this is maybe with a hotel you know, or an airplane ticket. Most people recognize that everybody on that airplane or everybody in that hotel did not pay the same amount, depending on where they went what website they went to, how they went about booking it, and so forth, uh, they're going to pay a different price. And college is very similar. So the people that receive the most aid and pay the least amount for the college are the people who understand the process, not the ones in the greatest need. And so that's really what, that's the theme of the next, uh, today and then over the next few weeks. Those are the things that we're going to talk about the most. Uh, with respect to this um, process, just understanding the process and how it can work for you or not work for you. Now, the first question that usually comes up whenever I talk about financial aid is, how do you determine financial aid? How do you determine financial need? How, who, who makes the decision to decide whether or not your child is going to be eligible or not? Where does that decision come from? Um, that generally is the first question that people um, talk to me about. Uh, they're a little bit confused as far as who makes that decision. Does that decision come from the college or does it come from something else? So let's talk a little bit about that. And I want to give you an equation. Um, this is a little bit hard, this is a little bit more difficult for me because I'm used to speaking uh, with people using um, um, you know, some type of, uh, I mean, showing them on the screen, it's going to be a little bit more difficult without my PowerPoint presentation, but let me just try to describe it for you um, because this is really the starting place. So how do we determine financial need for a student? Who does that? Well, the equation, the financial aid equation, is FN equals COA minus EFC. And just stay with me. I'll, I'll define that. But FN stands for financial need. So a child's financial need is equal to the difference between COA and EFC. COA stands for the cost of attendance. The cost of attendance is the cost of the university. It's going to be different for every university. EFC stands for expected family contribution. So financial need is defined as the difference between the college cost and something we call expected family contribution, EFC. Uh, what is EFC? What EFC is is a number that's created by a website. It's, it's the process that we know, that we know as FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. Stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. FAFSA is the starting place for financial aid. And we know that the expected family contribution for all families by going to the website for FAFSA. 
The website for FAFSA is maintained by the Department of Education. So one answer to my initial question is that the government determines financial need. That's where all this stuff comes from. That's why most of the financial aid that's out there is coming from the government, because also it is their rules. But expected family contribution is, is known by going to the website maintained by the Department of Education, um, the FASA website, and inputting your income and your assets. It's a very similar process to filing your tax return. In fact, you will need your tax return to do it because you will be asked to take uh, the income and the asset information or the dividend income, various things associated with your taxes off of their tax returns to input it uh, on the website. So parents go to this FASA website, they input their income, they input their assets, as well as the child's income and assets, and the outcome is the expected family contribution. So financial need is equal to the cost of the college minus this expected family contribution, this number um, that's produced by the FAFSA process. And what the EFC represents is what the government determines as your ability to pay for your child's college based on your income and your assets. So the financial need is created by looking at the cost of the college minus what the government feels like you can contribute to the financial aid process. Uh, and let's just take a break for a minute and we'll come back and talk about that more. Social Security benefits are a key part of planning for retirement. Many people believe they simply apply and the only decision to make is at what age to begin benefits. With 567 ways to file and 3,000 different rules to follow, nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, it is estimated that 90% of those who file for Social Security do not receive their maximum benefit. Learn more about how Social Security benefits are calculated and better understand how to maximize your benefits by attending one of Philip Wilson's Social Security workshops. If you're in the Pelham area, you can attend on October 16th or 25th at 6 p.m. or on October 29th at 11 a.m. The workshop is free, but since space is limited, you do need to reserve your seat. Register to attend online at ssmistakes.com or by calling Philip at 205-745-3948. Again, that's 205-745-3948. 